This is Health Matters with Patience. Your choice, your life. A very good evening. You're listening to my station, your station, ZFM Stereo. My name is Patience Musa, and it's time for Health Matters. Our time at exactly 27 minutes uh, to 9. I'm hoping that your week has been fantastic and you're ready to take in some information that may just save your life. 0731-168045 is our WhatsApp. You can send all your questions through uh, to our WhatsApp platform or you can uh, find us on Twitter as well as uh, Facebook and Instagram. Just go ahead and like and uh, go ahead and uh, just uh, inbox uh, your questions there. Now today, um, joining me in the studio today is uh, Tadiwa Chikosi who is a pharmacist. Um, Tadiwa, welcome to ZFM. Thank you so much. All right. And uh, so I know that uh, there's probably uh, somebody listening out there who is uh, studying to be a pharmacist or you're hoping one day to be a pharmacist or you're not really sure what it is that you want to do in the future. And you're thinking maybe um, pharmacist could be something uh, that you could ace. Uh, So um, if you could please tell us what is a pharmacist? What do you do? Okay. Um... We do quite a number of things, but the way I like to put it is that we are legal drug dealers, <laughs> which is quite exciting. We get to encounter a lot of different cases, different scenarios, different people, different races, different cultures and backgrounds. And basically, we our role is to improve healthcare to improve people's lives and the understanding of their medication and their conditions. Okay, and for you to be a pharmacist, what do you study and how long does it take? Um, so, you can, if you're doing it locally, you can do a bachelor's of pharmacy. It takes four years. Uh, to qualify, you usually have to do some science subjects like maths biochem or maths physics chem for A-level. Now, um, a lot of us have encountered a pharmacist, two, three, four, five, six, depending on how many prices you need to actually check uh, when you um, have a prescription. Mm -hmm. So, um, should one have one pharmacist? I mean, looking at it that, you know, sometimes finances are a bit too tight and we are out there comparing prices. Should we have a similar relationship with a pharmacist as we have with our doctor? Is that what's recommended and ideal? Um, Yes, I would recommend having a personal relationship with your pharmacist. There's what is called the community pharmacist. So usually that person caters to the needs of the community where they work. So that way you build um, a strong relationship with them. You can easily confide in what's really going on. And when you take something and it's not working, they know your medical history already. Whereas if you have multiple uh, pharmacists, then you're always having to explain your patient history. You're always having to explain where you're coming from, how long you've been Uh, using this medication or what medication it is you take. Whereas if you have a regular pharmacist, as soon as you walk in, especially if you're a chronic patient, they know that this is exactly what you are looking for. 
I find that uh, kind of difficult these days because we have our pharmacist behind a counter and behind another counter and sometimes they're just there packing things, typing, uh, you know, something to the keyboard and then somebody else hands you whatever prescription you've, uh, you know, been prescribed. What has happened to this relationship? Why is it that our pharmacists are staying behind the counter and not actually coming out and, you know, having this conversation with us? Um, well, from my experience, what I've seen is that pharmacists are trying to take on a more interactive role, a more less uh, professional role and more social so that it's easier, even when it comes to explaining how to take your medication or why it's important to take your medication. Pharmacists are now trying to have that personal relationship so that they can encourage their patients to adhere to their prescriptions better. Because I know that also as pharmacists, you also have business in mind. So the idea is to at least keep your clients coming back to your particular establishment. (laughs) So um, uh, that said, uh, yeah, you know, having a personal relationship would be ideal because even when I think about uh, that, you know, this drug is just a few more dollars more expensive, I would rather go back to that person who speaks to me with a smile, who knows my um, history as well. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five is our WhatsApp. And the next question actually has been sent through by a listener. What is the difference between a pharmacist and a chemist? Oh, okay. Um, there's actually no difference. It's just how it's referred to in different countries. So if you go overseas, a lot of the times they interchange the um, the words. But your chemist, your pharmacist, it's exactly the same person. Okay, what about your uh, pharmacist um, technician and a pharmacist? What's the difference there? <laughs> All right. Um, so a pharmacist, a pharmacist and a pharmacy technician are quite similar as well. However, the pharmacist um, s- sort of oversees the work that the technician does and the technician focuses mainly on the stocking of the medication and labeling, packing, making sure that the pharmacy is in order and presentable, also interacting with the customers. But the pharmacist focuses more on the nitty-gritties, makes sure that there are no drug interactions that the patient may face. If the patient has allergies, we avoid giving medication that they might be allergic to and that sort of thing. If you're just tuning in, we're my station, your station, ZFM Stereo. This is Health Matters every single uh, Thursday uh, from 8.30 through to 9 o'clock. And joining me for uh, today's episode is Tadiwa Chikosi, who happens to be a pharmacist. Uh, send a message through to our WhatsApp, 0731 Now, I'm glad that you got into packaging because we need to talk about storage. Now, a lot of us, if you're like me, you probably grew up with a lot of myths surrounding medication. Uh, I know that I was told when I was young, mm-hmm. is that true? Um, I think it is a good myth to 
keep in mind, but not to take too much to heart. Because obviously the safety of the medication is really important. You don't want to take in medication that's contaminated because that will defeat the purpose. True. But um, you don't want to be like scrutinizing things too too much (laughs) but it is a good thing to keep in mind what you know we've grown up knowing what mama's always said i think um especially with your antibiotics i know people always know that okay uh, um that's something good that we should um abide by at all times and uh, again thank you for saying that let's talk about storage Mm-hmm. Where do you where is it best to store your liquid medication? Uh, these are your uh, anti uh, antibiotics, like you just mentioned, your cough mixtures, uh, you know your your flu liquid medicines, whatever f- uh, liquid medicines. How do you best store them? Right. Where do you bo- best store them? So I would recommend a cool, dry and clean area, somewhere without uh, direct exposure to sunlight, somewhere where there's not a lot of dust that gathers, but not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the fridge. So if you're thinking, ah, kumbama gets anonguenda all the time, that's not a big concern as long as you make sure that it's not in a humid area or it's not in a place with high temperatures. What happens if there's a sun exposure, for instance? So medication, uh, which is why pharmacists and chemists are interchangeable, is because it's chemical compounds. So if we expose the chemicals to different conditions, it can affect the integrity. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, so um, what about when it comes to our our pills? What's the best way of storing them? Um, The pills I'd also recommend a cool, uh, dry area as well. Um, preferably far away uh, so that you don't encounter, there's no un- unexpected encounters like with children or animals um, to avoid any kind of home disasters. Now that we've talked about storage, can we talk about disposing of mm-hmm. drugs? How? What's the best way? What's the best practice of disposing of drugs? Maybe they've expired. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we dispose of them? Um, I'd recommend uh, disposing them in a place where they can't be picked up and reused on the streets or picked up by desperate people who are just looking for something to help cure them or where people can easily have access to them. So if you um, recycle, um, I would recommend that if it's bottles, you empty out the medication if they're liquids and throw them down the sink. If they're tablets, you can even go to the extent of flushing them down the toilet. Because when medication has expired, then it's lost its integrity, it's lost its efficiency. So you wouldn't want to expose another individual to such quality. Okay, so if it so happens that a patient has uh, uh, come to you for a prescription and um, uh, then uh, they go home, they take the, prescri- the, the drugs uh, a bit and then they find that there is no change, mm-hmm. can they come to you and uh, report that the medication isn't working or do they go to their doctor? All right. Um, the best advice is to go back to your physician because the physician 
and the pharmacy they and the pharmacist they have different roles the pharmacist is there to follow the instructions that are given on the prescription but the physician would have assessed you would have taken your vitals would know your condition better and is in a better position to advise in terms of the ailment uh, what about situations whereby uh, somebody is taking a prescription and then they skip for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe they forget the, 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 the drugs at home. Uh, what do you recommend? Do, they, do you just get home and uh, continue taking or should they come to you and say, look, I've, I've missed? What happens there? Does it change anything? Yes, um, it definitely changes um, how well the medication was supposed to respond. So I would recommend not just continuing, especially if it's more than 48 hours. I'd recommend you go for patient counseling with your pharmacist or your um, local doctors and they'll be able to best advise. What causes some medication not to work? I know that uh, when we come through with our prescription, mm-hmm. um, you have there are two... Uh, every drug has two names. There's the brand and then there's the actual um, medicine of it. But what causes a medicine not to work? All right. Um, so, yes, there is the brand and the generic. However, everyone's body is different. Everyone reacts differently to to chemicals. So you can see that maybe someone will have a specific or react specifically to pollen, but another person won't react to pollen. So depending on your... Um, your natural body and your genes, um, sometimes some medication your body won't respond to and it might respond to other people. So that's why like um, I know in a lot of our communities, if someone has a flu and then they're like, oh, I took this and it worked for me. You're not recommended to just be like, oh, okay. Ah, prescription. Exactly, exactly. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five is our time. Our time in exactly fourteen minutes to nine. This is Health Matters, and uh, you can uh, send through any question that you may have for Tadiwa Chikosi, who is a pharmacist. And uh, we've covered storage. Uh, we've talked about your profession, how to become a pharmacist, what it takes, and um, why is it that there are some drugs that need to be taken at the same time every single day? How does that work? All right. Um, That's a very good question. So some drugs um, are there to stabilize the level of maybe hormone or the level of glucose in your body. So that's why it's important to take them in the intervals that has been recommended. Uh, Because you see with your insulins, if you're told to take it at a specific time, it's because your doctor knows, okay, you're going to eat at this time, which means your blood glucose is going to rise. And if you don't take it one hour before you eat or 30 minutes before you eat, then your glucose will rise too much and then you'll have a problem. Or if, you, if it's a hormonal medication and you're trying to balance or maintain your hormones, you need to take it at specific times so that there's never a dip or a rise, but everything is always constant. Uh, now, if uh, one has side effects, mm-hmm. um, can they come to you for an alternative or do they go to their doctor? Okay. Uh, so this would depend on whether it's a prescription drug 
or it's a pharmacist-initiated medication. So all medication has different classes. So some drugs are specifically prescription preparations, um, which are the ones that you usually have to come with a prescription to the pharmacy. But if it's something that's over the counter or it's something that's pharmacist initiated, then they can come back to the pharmacy. But if it's something that the doctor has prescribed, then they have to go back to to the doctor. Now with some uh, countries, uh, you know, they have this thing where you can get a refill uh, mm. from your pharmacist. Is this something that we also do here in, in Zim or do you go back to your doctor and uh, get a refill? For instance, for instance, if I have a, 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 a cough, mm-hmm. this cough won't go away. I mean, it's, it's, it's a flu. It's come from a flu. I had a flu and then that turned into a cough. And I come to you, uh, it's, it's a prescribed cough mixture. Mm-hmm. And um, I take it. It doesn't work. Can I come to you and say, look, I'm still coughing. Can I have more or do I go back to my doctor? Okay, so I guess this would be at the discretion of the pharmacist. You can um, get refills. Yes, you can, especially with your chronic medications. Um, okay. But with the, um, with the non-chronics like the coughs and things, maybe they'll give you an alternative that is over the counter, not a uh, prescription. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five is our WhatsApp. A question here for you from a listener, and they want to know if um, uh, they can mix uh, herbs with uh, prescribed drugs. Okay, <laughs> um, this is an interesting one. I actually came across a similar case uh, earlier today, but um, I would initially say no because you're not sure what the drug interactions are between your herbs and your um, and your and your and the medication that you're taking so it's best to first ask your doctor or ask your pharmacist is there any interaction between these two drugs will one drug increase the efficiency or the toxicity of the other drug or will the herbs decrease how well the the medication is going to work. So it's always important because there are many side effects that can come from that, even with food. Um, Evra, listening in from Kadoma, uh, wants to know um, um, about uh, products like uh, protein supplements uh, that are have a best before date. Can one use them after the best before date? Because <laughs> I think the reason why she's asking this is uh, it's not like mushonga. Yeah. So uh, is is there any harm? Can I ask a question back? <laughs> <laughs> you may. Would you eat food? past its best before date because this is something you're going to ingest (laughs) good question good question another question here reads uh, why does one need a reviewed prescription every three months Uh, so as you're taking your medication you're not just taking it because your doctor wants you to take a pill every day but he wants to improve he or she sorry wants to improve your condition so they're hoping that after every three months there's a significant difference and with that your medication your dosage um, your frequency of intake can be adjusted so you'd always want to make sure you're not taking too much of anything but just the right amount Another question here from a listener. Um, If I study pharmaceutical chemistry, is that um, a route to being a pharmacist? 
Yes, uh, it is. However, I think there's additional studies that come with it. Okay. Another question says, in the instance where a drug has has expired, can its life be extended? Because in some instances, this has happened. Yes, that's also true. (laughs) But um, usually that doesn't happen at the client or patient level because no pharmacy will sell expired drugs. So when we see that drugs are about to expire, we take them back to the supplier and the supplier is allowed to ask for the medication to be reviewed again and check if the expiry um, period can be extended. Well, uh, we have eight minutes left and this is Health Matters every single Thursday from 8.30 through to 9 o'clock with me, Patience Musa. And today's expert is pharmacist Tadiwa Chikosi. Now, um, in a situation whereby somebody takes an overdose, what is the procedure? Very good question. (laughs) Um, The best thing is to try to find out the quantity in which they've overdosed, especially if they still have consciousness. It's good to ask as many questions as possible. And it's good to, if there's a first aider around, a qualified first aider, to perform emergency first aid and uh, prepare to take them straight to a clinic or hospital. And thank you very much for that. <laughs> and uh, what are some uh, barriers to medication adherence? Okay. Um, I think a lot of people... So adherence would be not taking the medication the way it was prescribed. And this can result from maybe... Let's take antibiotics, for example. You have a seven-day antibiotic course, and after day four, you're feeling fine, and you're like... Ah, Why do I need to continue to take two tablets three times a day? I'm feeling fine now. But the reason why it was prescribed for seven days is because of the nature of the microbes that it's trying to to kill or to conquer. So you see that if someone does stop taking their medication before the, the appointed time, they can actually get an infection that is worse and their body can build um, anti antibiotic resistance and with that the next time that they take medication it's actually going to be more expensive because they'll have to be taking a more powerful drug and it it um, generally reduces the efficiency of in of the medication they're taking if you have a question uh, for Tadiwa, send it through to our WhatsApp 0731-168-045. Somebody wants to know uh, the, what the, the best thing to do uh, when somebody cannot swallow pills. What, what are the options? What can one do? Mm-hmm. Um, would this be an adult? Um, I think maybe we can look at both adults, adults and children. Okay. Um, with children, usually the formulations they have uh, liquid formulations. So it makes it much easier. But if it's an adult and with adult formulations, the dosage or the strength of the drug is going to be higher. So what I would recommend is to, if it's tablets that, are, that, are, that can be crushed, they can crush them and they can, put, they can dissolve it in maybe a sugar solution and then take it like that, especially for the elderly patients. But if it's capsules, I think they can speak to their physician and see if they can get a tablet form of that medication. And uh, are there uh, injection options for every? Are there injection options for every kind of drug out there? 
can we come to you and say look i know my doctor has prescribed tablets for me but you know they make me throw up i don't like to you know take them down it's difficult for me it puts me off can i have an injection instead um well the reason why it's not possible or recommended is because the different formulations of the drugs impact the body differently like a tablet you ingest it and once you swallowed it it goes through your git it's broken down by the acids in your stomach then eventually it goes into your bloodstream so that way it's going to take longer to um get into your bloodstream and get to solve the problem but with the injection injections are usually used for immediate relief so it's But not isn't that what we all want immediate <laughs> relief <laughs> yes and no <laughs> because sometimes you need immediate relief let's say you've just had an an accident you need an injection you need your painkiller to be iv but as you continue you can't just be dosing yourself with injection after injection after injection uh, you need to give yourself your body something that's more tolerable because injections have a higher potency so you wouldn't want your body to be used to taking such such high potency when it's not in an emergency situation because when it is when your body is in an emergency situation then it won't react well it would have lost its efficiency okay uh, forgive me i i just kind of feel like when you're sick it's an emergency <laughs> situation you just want to get well 0731168045 is our whatsapp we just have 3 minutes to go now what are the effects on uh, of skipping tablets uh, for for days um you know days and weeks especially for mental health prescription this is a really good one mm-hmm. uh, because we have a lot of uh, mental health issues out there and a lot of us are on drugs mm-hmm. um if it's so sometimes people don't want to take drugs for whatever reason uh, how is that okay D- does the prescription then change most likely you'll have to restart your prescription um and probably the first um maybe up to 3 days you'll probably have a higher dose trying to stabilize the the levels of um hormones in your in your body so what i would recommend is to try to avoid that kind of situation by having a buddy system or having someone who is there to specifically check up and remind the patient to take their medication Well, I thank you very much and uh, thank you very much for all the questions that you sent through to our WhatsApp Health Matters is back next week same time right here on ZFM Stereo. Like I said, every single Thursday from 8:30 through to 9 o'clock and um a big thank you to Tadiwa Chikosi, a pharmacist. Are you on uh, social media by any chance? Uh yes, yes I am. Okay, what are your <laughs> handles? Um so I'm on Instagram Yes and but I mainly use um a business uh profile. I have a coffee shop called Cofilia. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming through uh Tadiwa Chikosi and we'll have another expert for you next week same time right here on Z. My name is Patience Musa. This is your week. Do stay warm. Any uh, advice and last advice uh for everybody out there before you go? Yes, please keep taking your vitamin C's. Please keep staying warm 
and do the best not to catch a cold. <laughs> we'll try. It's a tough one. Uh, this is your We Claim It, Take It, Own It and Rock It. This is Health Matters with patience. Your choice, your life.